0: so happens to be the 500th uh, Wednesday that we have been together is right at 10 years in this series, the Praying to the Bible series. The Praying to the Bible series. It has been so good to be with you. Throughout this day, we've had three great services on this, the official 500th Wednesday uh, service, where we preach on prayer and preach in the series Praying Through the Bible. And this is a fitting mini-series within a series, uh, to reach this milestone. I praise God, my Heavenly Father. I praise Jesus Christ. I praise the Holy Spirit. And I praise God for all of my children who have been in uh, most of these services. Some have been grown for a while and, and going to other churches. Uh, but all of them have been in most of these services. 500 Wednesday services. These are not 500 days, 500 weeks right at 10 years by the grace of almighty god god put this in my heart years ago and i wanted to say a thank you and i want to say a special thank god for my oldest son daniel white the fourth who uh, learned uh, greek when he was a little uh, a young little kid, and um, and also read the institutes, and was able to put together sermons, and he helped me with these sermons, and one of the uh, and it was a great help, and uh, uh, and one of the reasons why I wanted him to do that because he told me that he was a he wanted to be a preacher, and uh, and I wanted to also get the Word of God in him, and what better way to get the Word of God in anybody but to let them handle the Word of God and help uh, getting sermons together. And he did a good job by the grace of God. And then he grew up and grew on out and started his life on his own. And then my baby son, who told me from Jump Street, Daniel Ezekiel White, uh, that he was not called to preach, but he did just as good a job as his brother did. Fantastic job and very faithful, very faithful. Uh, I've never, I never had to ask him to, as far as the sermons go, uh, to, to where is it? What happened? Where? Uh, so forth and so on. And uh, he's always had things prepared. To this day, he's the one who helped me with this series. And he told me that he was uh, not called to preach a long time ago, almost out of the room. He told me, "No, sir, I'm not going to preach." And 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 uh, and, and neither one of them are angels, or angelic. But uh, they helped their father do this, the most important thing in the world, and that is the preaching of the gospel. And then I must thank the Lord for my daughter, D- Danny, Daniela White, Danny, Danita Evangeline. Both of them have done missionary work around the world. Danae, uh, Danukwa, Grace, and uh, uh, Danielle Elizabeth. Uh, And those youngest, the youngest three, uh, they they are hard, hard workers. I mean, but they've been with me through thick and thin. And they all have Uh, But I I just marvel at Daniqua Grace and Daniel Ezekiel and Danielle Elizabeth. They're the youngest, and to this day, they are involved in the ministry every day. uh, I'm here before you tonight because of, and I was able to preach uh, four sermons today, even though I overslept this morning and uh, missed last night uh, because I needed to do some other things. But uh, by the grace of God and with the help of my children, we came roaring back for one of the biggest milestone days in the history of Gospel Light Society International Ministries and Gospel House of Prayer. And so I thank God for each and every one of them. And I'm not the kind of preacher like so many sweet evangelical preachers and mainline Protestant preachers and charismatic preachers. I give credit where credit is due, but my wife, over the past 35 years, acted like she hated these services and all of the services on Wednesday and Sunday. That's just the reality. And I believe by my telling you the truth and being transparent helps other people who have gone through the same thing. It is the strangest thing, and I want to tell you what it is. Pastors and preachers out there, why your wife acts like she hates the services? It's the devil. Don't hate her because she hates God, or she hates Jesus, or she hates the services. It's the devil behind it. You might as well accept it. I know you don't want a wife who's used by the devil. Nobody does, but that's just the reality. She has not been a great help, even on a great night tonight. After my praying, uh, we're going to do something else this morning. But God jumped all over me and said, Son, you need to pray. (laughs) And I told her, we're going to pray. We're not going to do that. I know, I think, and maybe you think, it may go better this way, and we can get something done faster this way, but God just told me that's not going to work. So we prayed about it. We prayed for a while. And in that prayer... I prayed once again, as I have prayed for 35 years. Uh, Holy Father God, I do not believe my wife is saved. I pray that you will save her soul. I pray that you will humble her and help her her to be humble, rather, to believe in you, Lord Jesus Christ, in a real sense, so that she can become a new creature. And I always emphasize, not for me, uh, because by his grace, his grace, as you're going to hear in this message, is sufficient for me and gives me the strength. And uh, even when I am weak. OK. When I am when, when when the devil tries to baffle me out of the evil because of the evil things that my wife does to try to hinder the services. Like tonight. Nothing but the devil. And as you saw me, I just kept on praying because I, I knew that the devil was behind it. I asked her to do something for the services that I've asked her to do thousands of times. And she has done it. In fact, she did it yesterday, big time, every time perfect. The day before, every time perfect, multiple times. I asked her to do something in the midst of the sermon that I, I knew she could do and handle. The devil jumped all over her, and she uh, messed it up royally, and it has never really done that uh, before in a long, long time. See, say, are you mad at her? No, I'm not mad at her. Uh, but uh, as a human being, she's the one I have to rebuke so that she will not do it again and that she would uh, somehow, I don't know what it's going to take for her to overcome the devil like that. But, uh, because I don't believe she's saved. Uh, So I can't give the same kind of credit to her uh, that I give to my children. I never have been able to do that. Other than the fact that she cleans, she does the nasty jobs we have never had to do. She cleans the nasty bathrooms. She washes the nasty dishes. She has changed all of the nasty diapers for seven children. Uh, And I have praised her for being the kind of woman who has never been a woman who has refused me sex as her husband. And that's that's the main reason why I got married. So uh, I can you know, and, and I believe that sex is a good reason to stay married. So uh, thank God for that. Thank God for those things that she has done. But when it comes down to the ministry, Sunday and Wednesday and the everyday services, not so much. She has not been a blessing uh, that way. And I'm not going to stand here and lie and say that she was like some of you lying preachers out there. Okay, that's not going to, you think that makes you, you think that makes your wife respect you more as you're participating in her lie and living a lie. That does not. She will respect you more and more apt to stay with you if she knows you to be a man who tells the truth about himself, about her, about the children, about the family, and so forth and so on. Okay? So let's get to it. Turn in your Bibles to the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 12, verses 7 through 10. As I preach in your hearing, the prayer... The prayer that God will refuse to answer for every child of God. Part 10, praying through the Bible. Guess what? Number 500. And our family is going to enjoy our traditional meal that we ate together when we were together. All of us together. All of my children are grown now. Uh, Five out of seven have graduated from college. And the other two are on their way. And uh, uh so I'm in the empty nest and by the grace of God, which is absolute miracle in my view that I have lived because I didn't get married until I was about thirty years old. and uh, and I, 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 you know my children, uh, I thought were going to be with me until I died. And here I am in the internet with the help of my oldest daughter, Danny, and my second oldest daughter, Danita, as they live in a mansion. And uh, they know how to get things done very quickly. And it's very fitting because uh, my two daughters, Danny and Anita, they when their mother did not rise to the occasion to uh, take care of her children, they did. They did. And so they've been like a mother to their siblings in the first place, and they can flat get things done with the quickness. And it's, and it's all right, people. So, no, you don't need to feel sorry for Mrs. White. And, and, and she knows what she has done uh, to her, her, her children and uh, to her husband and all of that. And, uh, and, and because I've always told her the truth, And I didn't let her get away with her evil. She's still here tonight, and she wants to be here. And uh, I thank God that she is here. You say, Preacher, if she was not here, would you keep on preaching? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Keep on preaching. And so the prayer that God will not answer for any saint of God Because God is going to keep some things in your life to keep you humble. Because he can't use proud people. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 10. Let's read the word of God together. Please stand with us on this Wednesday night. Sweet hour of prayer. We We played it for you and, 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 and heard it. I can't sing it. And I don't have my choir with me tonight, but we that's a, that's a song we played every Wednesday night and sung every Wednesday night. And, uh, and so I remembered all of my children who used to sing that song when we were going way back, way back. I shared with them tonight the street that we were living on when we started this over 10 years ago. And and, uh, 10 years ago, that's when everybody was there at the house, all of my children, big time. I mean, we were there for a while. All the way back. Verse 7, and lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations. See you can you can get exalted and become proud from the revelations that God gives you like you got them like you you created them come on now Huh See this is where, this is what see listen to me the things that God gives you you better be careful that you don't get lifted up in pride Don't get puffed up God see cuz God God will cut you down when you think that you did it because you think you somebody. Oh, yes, he will. Now, he'll continue to give you revelations if you humble yourself. And he'll help you to be humble. How? Through the thorns in the flesh. See, that, that's another reason why I'm not mad at my wife for 35 years. We're celebrating 35 years in a few days. I'm not mad at her. Never have been mad at her. But I've been mad at the devil who she's allowed to use, particularly on service nights and service days. It's the strangest, most demonic thing you'll, uh, you'll ever see. And when, when I just preached on Sundays in the past and on Wednesdays in the past, well, like, you know, we were supposed to do, not every day, uh, God led me to do that. It would be hell on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday coming through my wife. Hell. She turned into another being. She turned into a rebellious witch. But Sunday dinner comes after that Sunday morning service. For back in those days, I didn't even preach on Sunday evening. Unless it was a special meeting. She would change like night and day. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I know you sweet, some of you sweet evangelicals, and you know some of you sweet mainline uh, Protestants, and some of you sweet Pentecostal holiness, charismatic You can't stand this, and most of you are the women and pastors, wives, and prophetesses, and uh, you thank you all of this and all of that. But just look around your Disaster. How are you doing? How's your marriage? Are y'all having sex three and four times a week? How are your children doing, by the way? Huh? Uh, How many marriages has it been? Two? Three? Okay, so shut up. If you don't have the truth and trust in your marriage and in your family, you don't have jack. If your husband can't speak to you freely because he's afraid you're going to go off and, and, and uh, uh, get all angry and bitter and get into a mood where you put him on the silent treatment and y'all walk through the house for a whole month as fat as both of you are and don't speak to each other like two ships in the night and no sex. But yet both of you need sex. You want sex. That's why you're getting them little hugs at the church. That's why you risk your life uh with the coronavirus to go get that hug from Bo Peep or from Sylvia. Oh just sit down. Sit down for a while. I'm not through. I told you I have another service. I have a I have a a, a uh, afterglow service. I learned that from Dr. Rodney Queen. You know, after wins or night, you got to have an afterglow. Well, you got something special you want to eat. Maybe something special you want to drink. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and then some popcorn with everything in the world on it. I can't do the everything, but my children can. I did it with them while I tell you, we dripping in honey, dripping in chocolate. What? Dripping in butter. You know I don't need that. We made, my wife and I made an order today uh, to have our uh, afterglow celebration meal uh, and they substituted me on something. they texted me and they, say, they, and they said we got a substitute I said, oh my I don't want, I don't like I don't like the, I, I don't like those substitutes y'all be doing man and they substituted my salted butter from Ireland with some butter with dough salt. I said I don't want that. But anyhow, we'll we'll deal with that later. Paul said, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. Thank God for the thorns in the flesh. Yes, and it could be. We established this several months ago, several weeks ago. And yes, it could be a spouse to keep you humble. Then we all have somebody that, who's not that enamored with us? Isn't that wonderful? And they, they, they're not that impressed. My, my wife has never in 35 years, she's right here tonight, and she knows it's true up until this day, has never said anything positive about my sermons, about my messages, about the services that God gives us. Never, 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 never. She's not impressed. But other women, oh, pastor, I tell you, that was such a great message. You spoke to my heart today, and they're holding your hand and loving on you and everything. How many pastors know what I'm talking about? Don't, don't, don't bow your head yet. It's not time to pray. And she's got that blue dress on that's falling everywhere right. Huh? Look at me real good. Act like you're not convicted. Thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan. Yes, my wife has been a messenger of Satan. I've I've, I've said hundreds of times to my wife what Jesus said to Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. That does not line up good with your uh, your sweet evangelical theological lying, does it? Your sweet little... Protestant, evangelical line where the wife is always right. How could the wife be a messenger of Satan? Well, she's been that for many of you and for me. Okay? Stop lying and tell the truth. And some of you husbands have been the messenger of Satan uh, to your wife. So, I mean, it goes both ways. And why would the devil use somebody you don't love and you don't even know? You don't care about that. Satan to buffet me, to bother me, to disturb me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Lifted up with pride, unusable, unusable by God. The same God who gave me the revelation, I can't even tell it because I'm lifted up with pride like Satan. Like I came up with the revelation, you lying devil, you! You're so great, so wonderful. I dealt with this the other night in an article, we, you know, right before before the play. I mean, the church was just mad, crazy. Men and women thought they were so important, so powerful, so, uh, uh. Great. Everybody caught up. They haven't even been to elementary school, but they have a doctorate. Huh? Everybody had a title, especially in the in the in the in the Pentecostal Holiness, uh Charismatic churches. Uh, they didn't even go to college. They made up little institutes in the church. And issued doctorates. Are you kidding me? Huh? And there are people who have earned doctors. You know what they say? Call me John. Call me John. That's what uh, John Maxwell did. Everybody wanted to come up to him. Pastor, doctor, preacher, leader, man, of God, all of that, he just listened, he would tell people, I'll oh, cut it out and call me John. There are people who have earned doctors, they would tell you, call me Tony, brother Tony, later for all that. They don't want to even be called that. But yet, people don't have anything. They, Dr. Bishop, Apostle Paul, uh, uh, I I know of a lady, especially some of these women too, especially. I know you don't like for me to talk about it. They, they, I, I guess they have felt so low down and so down low. Uh, well, not down low, but <laughs> they felt so low down through the years that they think it's important that they have a title. And I feel, I feel sorry for them. I feel sorry for them. I, I felt sorry for them. This lady had a crown on her head. She was in a storefront little building. Couldn't fit no more than 30 people legally. The fire marshal had mercy on her. And her title and her name was Archbishop. I lie not. Archbishop. I doubt if she ever even knew what it was. But her name was Archbishop in a storefront church. And I would say, Archbishop of what? For this thing, I besought the Lord thrice, pardon, pardon me, pardon us. we have a lot going on today that it might depart from me, and you know what, Paul did way better than me. I have prayed that uh, not my worth, not my wife per se, but that the devilish spirit behind her that works through her. I've prayed for that ever since I've known her. I've prayed for her salvation ever since I've known her. But I doubt at the same time, as all of my children can tell you, I doubt very seriously that any preacher living today has preached more than I have preached and has accomplished more than we, than we have accomplished. I, I, I doubt that very seriously. And what I'm saying about that is you can have a thorn in the flesh and God will use that thorn in the flesh to propel, to propel you to do a whole lot more than what you would have done otherwise. Otherwise, For example, if my wife was a sweet and wonderful and doting and loving wife and mother, she would have had a house in Jamaica. We would have had a yacht uh, to travel down to Jamaica every year and stay down there six months and uh, gone on cruises instead of my preaching nearly seven years every day. come hell or high water, because I would have been so caught up in her loves and and sweetness and wonderfulness and, uh, and so forth and so on. And he said unto me, my grace, God said to Paul, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. When you have things going against you, people going against you, even your own f- family, <clears throat> you constantly have infirmities, things always happening and falling apart. Your wife or your spouse can act like they can do things uh, right every other day, but the day you need for them the most to do it. It's the strangest thing, and there's no need to get angry about it or mad about it or mad at them about it and hate them to the point you can't live with them anymore, which many people have done. Many people have divorced because they don't understand this. Many people have destroyed their relationships with their spouses and with their families because they don't understand how the devil can use somebody in your family to hinder, try to hinder you in the ministry. Hinder you uh, in serving God instead of being a blessing. And you can try to figure out why all you want to. You can try to blame it on this or that all you want to. But what I do know is that thousands of people who claim to be Christians, who said they loved their spouse, who at the reception twisted up their arms and stuffed cake in each other's mouth and told each other, I love you forever, I will love you forever. And they're divorced in less than two years. Why? Because they did not understand two things. Number one, you don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Flesh and blood is really not your enemy. The devil is. Principalities and powers. And and you might as well... Uh, I can predict it now. You might as well understand it's coming. You can pray against it. But you need to pray that you're prepared for it so that you can move on in God and do what God called you to do. You can't be worried about everybody turning against you and family members not supporting you anymore and trying to hinder you. You got to stay focused on what God called you to do. And you make sure you do that. No matter what they have done to you. No matter what they've done to try to hinder the ministry. Or to stop the ministry. Or to stop what he called you to do. So second, beloved. God's grace and strength is sufficient for us. Not only... Uh, in tribulations and in, uh, with a thorn in the flesh, or issues, but God's grace is sufficient for us when we have constant troubles, tribulations, trials, tests, and tensions. constant problems. Dr. Warren Willsby, who is now with the Lord, said the thorn in the flesh was Satan's message to Paul. But God had another message for Paul, a message of grace. God will give you the grace. Will you take his grace? Or will you try to fight the battle yourself? What is grace? It is God's provision for our every need when we need it. Oh, I know, my dear fellow Christian people, you want everything according to the prosperity gospel. Everything ought to go well for you. Tribulations, troubles, trials, infirmities, uh, tensions, tests, they're not a part of the prosperity false gospel, but it's a part of the true gospel in the word of God from Genesis to Revelation. From Genesis to Revelation. My wife and I, we're reading right now through Job. Man born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. That's a fact for everybody. For you and for me. White, black, red, yellow, Elon Musk, and the homeless man on the streets of San Francisco that's a part of life and it is good for life God has a reason for it it has well been said that God in His grace Gives us what we do not deserve, and in His mercy, He does not give us what we do deserve. Allow me to repeat that in your hearing. Take it home with you, meditate on it. It has been said, well said. That God in his grace gives us what we do not deserve. And in his mercy, he does not give us what we do deserve. That's God for you. Someone has made an acrostic of the word grace. God's riches available at Christ's expense. John 1.16 says, And of his, of his Christ's fullness, have all we received and grace for grace. Glory be to God. We need God's grace. Let me tell you something. All of my children can testify to this and I can testify to it as well. To make it, listen to me very carefully, this meeting tonight is all about God's grace. To have five hundred services five hundred Wednesday services. Every last one of my children and even my wife, if she has an ounce of salvation in her life, can testify there were many days that were held uh, surrounding those services. See, this is what some people, this is what some of you Christians can't stand. You want everything to go well and hunk all of the time. And you quit when it doesn't. See? Let me tell you something. If you pray without ceasing, and you lead your family in prayer, and if you lead your family in passing out gospel pamphlets, my dear friend, you're going to catch hell from the devil. And it's not pretty. It's not easy. It's not always fun. It's not always exciting. So I'm here to tell you that to get to 500 Wednesday services on prayer. See, the devil hates that. That's the thing, see. He hates the emphasis on prayer. Here you are praying with your family. Now you're trying to export prayer to other people and get them to pray too with their families. The devil's not going to stand for that. I said the devil is not going to stand for that. He's going to fight you tooth and nail, my friend. It's not going to be wonderful and dandy and warm and fuzzy all of the time. It's a battle. And And everybody in my family, all of my children particularly, and I will tell you that It was tough sometimes, really tough, really difficult. not always pretty. And that's a fact. Oh, it's beautiful tonight. Even though the devil is fighting this service, it's beautiful tonight. The celebration, the afterglow is going to be beautiful tonight. It's beautiful and wonderful tonight when we make it to 500 services. But the devil, let me just help you. The devil fought us tooth and nail to do that. Because we were not just doing it for ourselves. We were doing this for other people. Live, on video, podcasts. If you check the internet, there are 500 sermons on podcasts. All of my children participated in putting those podcasts up, not just a few. Right now, is mainly uh, my son, Daniel Ezekiel. And I've already told him, he's growing on his own. I already told him, I appreciate it. My daughter's Nicole Danielle. They're growing on their own. I appreciate what they have done when they were with me and what they're doing on their own. They don't have to do anything. They don't have to do anything. And you know what I've told them? You don't have to do anything, but... Just let me know. Give me 60 days notice that when you want to move on and do other things, you have to live your life and go on. You've done a great job. You've done your part. More than your part. You had, and they, watch this now, and they had to put up with their mother's foolishness as well. Her bad attitude. They worked around, listen to me carefully, they had to work around it. And my rebuke of her, they had to they had to work around that. You know what I'm talking about, or you should. And I I provided a household where they could work around it and focus on making progress and moving on with their lives. Even though my children are of age, most of them would still be with me if it had not been for their mother allowing herself to be full of the devil in hell. And they prayed more than she prayed and they worked harder than she worked. And they deserve everything they got. They're living in a mansion and driving uh a, a, a new Mercedes, not a used one, a new one. And they're doing quite well. And I'm happy for them. Because they they put in the work, Jack. All of them did. But especially my oldest daughter Danny and my second oldest daughter Nita. They did the cooking. Because my wife was not doing it right, and was not sanitary, and I, I, uh, I I said, okay, girls, it's time for y'all. When they got, they came of age, I said, okay. Y'all go ahead on cook the food, the way you want to cook it, which the way they wanted to cook it was the way I wanted them to cook it. And they took, they helped me take care of all of their siblings. Things that their mother should have done for her children, they did it. That's the kind of devilment I had to deal with. It was not easy. But I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. It was a message of sufficient grace. There is never a shortage of God's grace. God is sufficient for our spiritual ministries and our material needs as well as our physical needs God's grace is sufficient what he wants you to have you will get it you must understand that God called me to full time ministry and so I never really had a job per se and uh, because he didn't want me to do that and when I tried to do that he messed it up he said no I don't want you doing that I want you to be full-time with me like you said you would. And I'll take care of you. And I'll control your income so that if you don't do what I tell you, then you're going to be in trouble, son. <clears throat> so we did all of this walking by faith. We had to trust in the Lord every day of our life just to live. Because my focus was on doing God's will with seven children at the same time, writing books. At the same time, getting four different degrees. And my children were, home, were homeschooled, even through college. You say, well, how are they doing? They're doing quite well. They're probably doing better than yours. They're doing quite well by the grace of God. And God has shown us great favor in the sight of people. Not that many people, but some people. If God's grace is sufficient to save us, surely it is sufficient to keep us and strengthen us in our times of infirmities and suffering. And when we need the necessities. Because Paul even said, uh, he has taken pleasure even in necessities. Necessities, what are, what are you talking about? Water? Food to eat? My wife has heard this more than the children have. Because she's there uh, near the bathroom, and my children are here too. I thank God. Listen to me. I thank God for uh, a necessity being fulfilled like a bathroom, having your own bathroom. Hello. How many of you ever thank God for having a bathroom? Oh, yes, when you need it, you need it, don't you? My wife has heard me say that thousands of times. I thank God for a decent bathroom that works. His grace is sufficient for every need and every desire, even in necessities. And you, you must understand, there have been times when we went to the grocery store, we had $5.26. Fed a family and I. God caused the, the money and, the, and, the, and like he fed the, gee, the people with the uh, little box lunch. God did that for us many times and, and we ate. And and then when I had those times I sent the children in, Danny and Anita were the best at doing it. My oldest daughter and uh, my second oldest daughter. Give them a little bit of money, and they went in and got all kinds of things that we can eat and enjoy. But I, who, I had a son who gave them a run for their money. I put him in, uh, I I sent him into Aldi one day with just a little bit of money. He came out with two meals, and they were good meals. He could squeeze Lincoln's head off a penny. (laughs) God will provide for you. God will show you grace and mercy and favor, and you better have that in this life. I don't care how rich you are, Elon Musk, everybody. You need God's favor. You need God's mercy. I have a whole lot more to say tonight. Uh, but I'm going, I'm going to leave it there. <clears throat> we'll pick up here next week if the Lord tells us coming and we live. Thank you so much for being with us on our 500th Wednesday prayer meeting. Oh, and we had many more before that now. But, but in this particular series... Praying through the Bible uh, is 500, right at 10 years in this series. And we give God the glory. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I praise you and I thank you so much for allowing us to be here 500 Wednesdays, right at 10 years. I praise you and I thank you for all of my children standing with me all of these years and being with me in these services. Thank you for giving me precious memories and I give you all of the glory, the praise, and the honor for all of it is due your name. And I pray now, Lord, that you'll help people who are Christians to take heed to this message and understand that prayer is a powerful thing but it does not mean that life is going to be easy. It does not mean there will not be warfare because there will be particularly surrounding prayer and that your grace is sufficient for us all and that we can glory in, take pleasure in and be cheerful in the infirmities, the uh, persecutions, the trials, tribulations, tests, and tensions that come against us as your believing children because your grace is sufficient for us. And even when we're weak, you will make us strong. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and forsake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you're with us tonight and you are not born again, you are not saved. Then hear this message. It is the gospel message. Understand that you are a sinner as I am a sinner. Everybody is a sinner. The Pope, the Dalai Lama, and even Joel Osteen is a sinner no matter how nice he is. We're all sinners, aren't we? We all have done evil in God's sight. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible also says the wages of sin is death. We die because of our sins, because of our sinful nature. Every day we're dying because of sin in our lives. We have violated God's laws. We have sinned against God by lying. We have sinned against God by lusting. We have sinned against God by stealing. We have sinned against God by dishonoring and disobeying and disrespecting our parents. We have sinned against God by taking his holy name in vain and lying on god putting god in our sins to cover ourselves god have mercy and because of our sins god wants you to understand that he will if he will allow you to die from this beautiful ball called earth he will allow you to die and go to hell if you do not believe in his Son, Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for our sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God. In light of hell, which Jesus Christ preached about more than he did about heaven, in light of the burning hell, which he always mentioned, the fire of hell, that he preached about more than all of the prophets and all of the apostles. You need to get saved from hell. Get saved from your sinful hellish life, your miserable life. You know it's miserable. You're constantly looking for the next thrill, and then they never satisfy. You heard about the man who was married to a beautiful woman just a few days ago. They celebrated their anniversary just a few days ago. They talked about having more children, or a few months ago, they talked about having more children. He looked happy, had a great job. She looked happy, and he left the home one day and went to a hotel room and killed himself. Is making headlines on newspapers all around the world. By the way, that's wokeism for you. I've already told you that. Wokeism is going to lead you to depression, sadness, nihilism, death, murder, death by accident, or suicide. That's why we see so many young people who have everything committing suicide. And if you're contemplating that, don't contemplate that. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're close to death, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Call on his name and pray and ask him to save your soul and he'll save you. For Jesus Christ said the most loving words ever said to mankind, the most magnificent and majestic words ever said to mankind in the history of the world, and the most important words ever said to mankind in the history of the world. He said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. I didn't say join a church. I didn't say shake the preacher's hand. I didn't say uh, do good works. I didn't say give any money to the church. Simply believe in the Lord Jesus Christ alone. If you never did anything else, you would be saved by his grace. So follow me in the sinner's prayer if you want to be saved. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart, believing in your heart in the sinless Son of God, Jesus Christ, who never sinned in word, thought, or deed, but died for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. Follow me in prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. If you want to be saved from hell, Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have sinned against you repeatedly. I have done evil in your sight. I understand that I deserve to burn in hell because of the crimes I have committed against heaven. heaven. For For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins as I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, sins. was buried and rose on the third day day. by your power. power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit spirit and save my soul today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to repent of my sins. Help me to turn from my evil life. And help me to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you prayed that prayer tonight and you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, According to God's Word, you are now saved from hell and on your way to heaven. To help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to GospelLightSociety.com and tap on my book titled What to Do After I Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. And you have just entered in by believing in him. It is a free book. It is a free download. Start reading it immediately. And grow in the faith. And become the strong Christian disciple that God wants you to be. Also, go to the podcast, Gospelite Society podcast. Populating on that same page down at the bottom and start listening to the thousands of podcasts that are available uh, to you that will teach you nearly 50 different subjects on theology and the Bible and help you grow in the faith. Email us and let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you. If you have a prayer request, please send that in so that we can pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, make sure you pray without ceasing. And, Lord willing, next time will be tomorrow uh, evening, hopefully. The Lord tells us it's coming and we live. And uh, pray without ceasing. Read the Word of God. As well, pardon me, join us in reading uh, the Chronological Bible from uh, December the 1st until next Thanksgiving, if the Lord tarries, it's coming and we live. (coughs) Pardon me. Thank you so much for being with us on our 500th Wednesday night prayer meeting preaching and teaching on praying through the Bible series and uh, make sure you take heed to the message pray for us if you can stand with us financially, if God has blessed you with this world's riches, please share some with us, we need $21,000 to replace all of our equipment and to solidify everything so that we can go into the new year (coughs) uh... Raring to go for the glory of God and for the lifting up of Jesus Christ. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time. And remember the motto of the Marines, Simplify. Simplify, Dallas. Always faithful. Be always faithful. If the Marines can be faithful to a nation, you can be faithful to God, Jesus Christ in heaven. And then remember the motto of the Air Force, boys simple supra always above keep your heart and mind stayed on the Lord and he'll keep you in perfect peace as the music plays God bless you dear friends thank you for being with us on this night of celebration 500 Wednesday nights of preaching on prayer glory be to God